Yo, podcast family, this is Albert Tate, the Albert Tate Podcast. Listen, I'm having a great time having some amazing conversations. Get ready. Today, we've got gospel royalty, really music industry royalty in the building. We've got Warren and Erica Campbell. They sat down and gave me some time. I'm in their house. Uh, They got Grammys in the background. It was an amazing conversation. It's going to inspire you. This is what we're talking about. It's all about moments that shaped us, right? Um, I wanted to know, how did they take big leaps? Um, And when you take a big leap, when you make a big faith jump, uh, it shapes you. It'll, how how you handle that determines whether you take another one uh, after that. So we talked about big moves, big faith leaps, and what they had to do to take leaps. Their careers have been phenomenal, but they didn't get there not being sacrificial. You are going to be inspired. You're going to laugh. Oh, you're going to laugh. And, and you're going to be challenged as you listen to this amazing conversation with Erica and Warren Campbell. Let's go. Stadia has had the honor of helping hundreds of great leaders start new churches. We have a passionate desire to make sure that every child on the planet can experience the overwhelming love of Jesus Christ through the local church. This vision compels us to ask one very important question. Who's next? Who are the leaders that God is raising up to plant new churches? Who are the leaders that that will answer the call to say, I'll follow, I'll raise up this generation, the next generation to know Jesus Christ and to change the world forever? Are you ready to start your church planting journey? Perhaps you know someone who is. Stadia is ready to help, and we'll be with you every step of the way, because we won't stop until every child has a church. Hey, welcome to the Albert Tate Podcast. The Campbells are in the building. Erica and Warren, thank you guys so much for letting us in your home. These Grammys in the background. Warren, because you produce all kinds of Do you ever fear you're going to go to hell for all the secular music <laughs> you made? Like, I used to think you'd go to hell. I did. Before, there was a time. I bet you. And did, did your mama think the same thing, too? Oh, yeah. But you know what? My family, they, you know, when I would say, he ain't going to church and he working with death row, she said, don't tell him what to do or what not to do. Just pray that God don't open any doors that he's not supposed to walk through. Mm. Because you was up in Death Row. Warren used to produce Death Row, just un- ungodly music. <laughs> just Tupac. And uh, Snoop Dogg. And you, and you partied to all of it. Uh, well, <laughs> you know, it's not about me. It's about what the Lord has done you. No, I think it's fascinating. And yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, we were talking earlier, I think you have anointing on your life to bring people that wouldn't even think twice about church. Yeah. Warren's, a, he's come from death row. What's the name of the book? What's the, what's the book title? Do we want to give from, it away? Well, 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 well we're going to name it from, from death from to death life. From death to life. Yeah. He went from death row to now being a preacher of life. He planted a, planted a church, yeah. uh, California Worship Center. Um, but I think because of the work that you did, like you've got all kinds of folks that will probably never go through the other Second Baptist or whatever yeah, church, they, in the, they, but yeah, they'll come not going to Ebenezer. and sit and listen to you yeah. because of that. So I think God, Romans eight twenty eight, He worked it all for yeah, His good. good. Yeah. For all his good. of it. He uses yeah. that. There's nothing lost on God. That's yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the that's the story of my life. He's yeah. used every instance, every negative thing, mm. every 
you know, positive thing and stirred it all up in the pot. Yeah. And I've been able to drink from that thing. Yeah. You know? Well, it's been amazing to sit on the sideline and just see how God has used both of you guys oh, in your life. Y'all got this new reality show. How's it going? Great. Um, it's going great. We've enjoyed it immensely because um, it is family, yeah. um, but it's real. I think it's the same thing that so many other parents and stuff go through. Mm-hmm. Um, we have had our moments where uh, there was one time we were filming something and I didn't like his tone. And so I was oh, like, yeah. let's not let's not do that anymore. I didn't I didn't like that. That didn't feel good. Oh, wow. And I was I was concerned about me, but I didn't want people to see him and think he was a jerk. Did it make it on? Y'all cut it out, out of the show? It was in there. It was in the show. The oh. story was, it was in a there. moment where we were FaceTiming. And, you know, that disconnect, I was completely joking the whole time, but I didn't know she was serious. Um, and so I'm playing around and she's taking it serious, but yeah. she doesn't, she can't read my body language because yeah. she's not in front of me. Yeah. So I started sensing she was getting upset. I said, wait, why are you What's happening here? Playing. Right. No, you, know. you had a great comeback. My wife, my wife says hello, by the way. She's a big <laughs> fan. She's a big fan of the show. But she's, you said, every man stuck his chest out when you said, when you said, I can't, um, I can't read minds. I can't read your minds. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then yeah. she said, but you can read emotions. Absolutely. Ooh, that was good. <laughs> that was good. Every man in America was like, oh. Because <laughs> you know when we're quiet that's and we're not comeback. talking, that's the, the that's one the, word answers, the look to the so left. That is so good. Yeah. That was good. And you, I think I do a good job of reading the emotions because when she's, she gets really quiet, and we're in the car driving, and she doesn't look at me. She looks out the window the whole time, and she blinks really slow with oh, one-word yeah. answers. So I'll ask her, and every man that has done this with his wife, what's wrong? And what do they say? The lie. Nothing. 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 And so I, I've decided I'm not going to ask you a million times what's yeah. wrong with you. You're yeah. going to tell me what's wrong with you the first time. But I think no, what... But sometimes you'll say, I know something wrong, and you'll tell me later. Yes. That, that gives yeah. me great peace, because yeah. I'm like, at least you know. Yeah. But... So you know, and so my wife knows, I don't care if anybody else even cares about this, but this is worse for my own marriage. <laughs> when, you, when we do that, that still don't give us no peace because it's like, we, it's like when your mama say, I'm going to whoop you. Later. I don't know when, but I'm going to whoop you. So now I'm sitting around waiting on the whooping to come. Trying yeah. to remember we have what to we're process. Doing. Like, I have to figure out what I'm mad at. At least like, give me a clue. So that way I know and not be making up stuff. We don't know. know. Sometimes, sometimes we have no idea. Sometimes y'all are really creative with how you come up yes. with what's wrong. Y'all yes. are really crazy. But this ain't the couple's episode. We, we'll we come off of that. For, but. Me and First Lady got to talk. <laughs> Listen, but that's for her podcast. That is, that is for sure. <laughs> enjoying the show, enjoying what you guys are doing. Each week, um, we talk about moments, uh, moments that shaped us. Mm-hmm. And as I think about God's hand on y'all's life and what you guys have done and what you've accomplished, mm-hmm. and also the challenges mm-hmm. and the cost yeah. that's come um, this week, I want to talk about believing God, mm-hmm. believing big with God. Mm-hmm. Moments in your life when you believed big and had to trust and had to step out and it was nothing there. It wasn't no assur- assurance. You just had to trust. Okay, God, you're calling me to something bigger than where I am. I got to trust you. Yeah. When have you, tell me about a moment when you believed big, Warren, for your own personal life. Oh wow! One one thing was I I knew that um, Erica was supposed to be my wife, hmm. um, and so I I was in this place where I wanted to buy a home. Hold on, I'm sorry. You say that every single man that's dating somebody right now mm-hmm. asks one question: How did you know? I I knew because there was something in me that wanted to be with her. 
24 hours a day. Mm. I, wanted, I wanted to talk to her all the time. And she was on my mind so much. Mm. And I, I just wasn't that guy. If you knew yeah. me back then. <laughs> I was what? On your mind what? All the time. No, let, let me tell you. I'll, I'll give you a small, a small example. I, was, I dated this woman for, uh, for three months or something. I went out of town to New York and hung out. Came back home. And six months later, I said, where'd that go? I haven't talked to that woman in, in three. Out of control. Wow. Six, what, it's about nine months. What happened? And I called her. She. That's bad. Yeah, and so that's the kind of guy I was. I would totally forget about you. That poor child. Where is she? Terrible. What's up? We saw, he's sorry. Boo-quisha. <laughs> quick quick. We so sorry. <laughs> he still ain't called you back. Because I was in a marriage already. I was married to my music. Mm. And anything that wasn't music, I was totally focused on that. Wow. She became such like this thing with me. I was like, yo, I, I don't know what's going on. She, I'm thinking about her all the time. Wow. So you all wanted to get a house? Yeah, so I, I wanted to get this house. And so um, I asked her to marry me. And my business manager tells me, you, you don't have enough money to do all this stuff you want to do. You, you want to build this house. You want to, and I don't want to buy a house, I want to build a house. Hmm. That's another thing. You want to get married. This is a lot. Like you don't have the money to do it, and so I'm standing in the in, in this open field, just this this a, a plot of land with my father and the builder. Wow. With knowing that I had in my bank account maybe forty eight hundred dollars at the time, I'm twenty three years old, and the guy tells me it's going to cost about eight hundred thousand dollars to build this house here. And I, in my mind, I immediately said, nah, that's crazy. But then I looked at my father, and his faith came out of his face. Hmm. He was like, 800? Yeah, that ain't nothing. And like, he was going to help me pay for it. <laughs> but what was on him jumped into me. Wow. And before I, know it, before I knew it, I was saying, yeah, let's do it. I'm going to sign the paper. Let's do it. And my business manager, who is uh, she she loves me to death but she was so mad because she was like why would you sign off on something like that <laughs> and she was even more upset that I, at this point I wasn't blinking wow I was just like yeah I, I just know I felt it so strong mm. she says you have to make this amount of money because you still have to pay the taxes on the money before you can spend it so you, the, the, you have to make double and I just said okay I'm gonna do it and so I made double the amount that I needed within six months Wow. To build the house, get married, go on, buy the rings, go on a great honeymoon, do all the things I needed to do. Uh, and it happened like that. It had never happened for me like that in my entire black career. Wow. <laughs> but. Your black career. Yeah. Now your Asian career is a whole other <laughs> story. That's a whole other story. But your black yeah, career never black happened. Career. But, you know, that, that was a, a huge, you know, thing for me personally. And, uh, and I never, I'll never forget that. Do you think the moment was seeing the faith of your father and allowing the faith of your father that's to inspire where, you? That's where it started. When I saw my dad's face and he was like completely sure yeah. that I could pull it off, yeah. then I got sure. Well, it, it also speaks to the power of community. You need to have people mm -hmm. around you that can yeah. have a faith that can transfer upon you yes. and people around you that can believe bigger than you. Because that, yeah. if faith can transfer, imagine if you would have looked at his face and he was like, ah. Mm -hmm. 
Exactly. Doubt, Doubt can, can also transfer. transfer. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Don't be using that at the California Worship Center now. <laughs> it, 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 he will <laughs> this Sunday <laughs> because what he did was he told me who I was right there. Uh, identity. Come on identity. now. Come on. Yeah. And so you got to have people around you that see what God sees in you as well. Mm, so he so saw good. that uh, he saw in me that yeah you could do this. Yeah, that's good. So if my dad has that kind of confidence in me. How can I not have? Let it me grab me? that. Let me yeah. grab that. So, Erica, yeah. what about you? Um. It would be when my faith became my own. Hmm. So growing up as a preacher's daughter and my mom's an evangelist over the choir, my uncle, my aunt, everybody, they're my leaders. Yeah. So they're my go-to. Like I have faith in God, but more so faith in them. Yeah. Um, What do we believe? What are we saying? You know, it's it's we, it's us. And um, my sister was dating a guy who was in church, but... He wasn't, he didn't love the Lord just yet. And so, uh, you know, he'd been drinking that night and he was making fun of me. He was saying, oh, see, your faith ain't your own. That ain't your faith. That's theirs. That's your mom's faith. That's your dad's faith. You ain't been through nothing. What do you believe for? Oh, wow. And uh, I went to my room and I went, hmm, I don't really have a testimony. Like everything I've, I've been through, you know, by way of my parents going through, you know what I mean? It was, that was their trial. I just, I was just along for the ride. So whatever blessing I got, it was really theirs. And um, I really started asking God, I want to know you mm. um, for myself. So I went, I was so intentional about knowing and understanding God. Because, you know, growing up in church, there mm. are so many things that don't make sense. There's yeah. so many things that don't necessarily line up with the word of God. You can just believe because they said, who is they? I don't know, but we give they a whole lot of power. Mm, I know right, I did. Right. They told me, they yeah. said and I wanted to know for sure. So I was on a plane and I started um, writing down the scriptures because I was like, I don't really, what scriptures? I was just writing down, what do I know? I didn't know all the locations, but I was like, do I really know, what do I know? Do I just Mm. know the songs? Do I just know what they've taught me? How much do I really know? Mm. And I wish I could find that notepad and I was just writing down scriptures. And by the time I got on the third page, I got so excited, I was like, I do know you. Wow. And I am mm-hmm. sure. Come on now. And I don't have to ask them everything because sometimes as a young believer, everything is, well, let me double check with yeah, y'all. Like, I know yeah. I think he said, but yeah. you hear him better than me. Wow. It was when I gained confidence in my relationship mm. with God. Now, I still believe in counsel and going to my leaders yeah. and elders, but as I progressed in my life, I was very sure about what God said to me, about who I would become. Yeah. Um, and it governed my decisions, my choices, who I dated. Um, it was the reason I gave those two previous rings back when I was engaged because I didn't want anything mm. to hinder ring. my call <laughs> on my life. Even when we got married and I had to, you know, leave that church. Like, you know, for some girls, that's like a sin. You can't yeah. leave the family church. Yeah. And sometimes people hinder their own spiritual growth, growth and maturity because they have this allegiance to their parents. Now, I'm mm-hmm. not saying that you shouldn't honor leadership, but yeah. if God is calling you to something else. You have to trust that. And if you don't have your own relationship, you won't. I know grown people who are in their 30s and 40s and still not sure about what God said and not sure Mm. about where they should be moving. And I believe that moment in my life allowed me to really Mm. trust what God said. Even when nothing looked like it was supposed to look and nothing felt like it was supposed to feel and nothing made sense. Yeah. I was like, but I know you said this and you Mm. said if I believe without a doubt. So if I question because they don't know, then I'm doubting you. Yeah. And that means my faith can't be fully in action. That's so good. That's so good. You know what's fascinating about that is that God used a drunk fool 
to inspire you. Whoever's yeah. ex-boyfriend is, you should. We should call him out, look him up on Instagram, and say thank you thank because of you. you. I found yeah. my own faith. I found my own. Wow, faith. that's amazing. And I think a lot of people go through that journey where they've got to discover it on their own. The yeah. beautiful thing about that is you didn't have to go to the pit to find it. No, he actually pulled thank you in you the Jesus. air to find it. Yeah, that's a lot good. of us get on autopilot yeah. and we we'll stay in church for years. That's good. We stay in church, but we don't have this love for God. We love. Because our, it becomes our norm, you know. Yeah. This is what we do on Sundays, and we go to this yeah. event, and we go to this one's church, and this. And there's not a real joy, a real fire for God yeah. that lasts after Sunday. Yes, I wanted to love Him on random Wednesday, not because it yeah. was Bible study, just because I had that communication and that relationship. Yeah. Now, both of you guys have an amazing career. Um, mm -hmm. Y'all like super couple. I was looking at this little article of y'all when y'all got married or something like that. <laughs> they called y'all top five weddings of the year oh, and oh, wow, super yeah. couple or something like that. Um, back then, I didn't read the articles in Jet. I just looked at the, you know, beauty of the week. Page middle, you know, right there in the middle, right there. Anyway, you know, the Lord has brought us from a mighty long way. Mighty, mighty long. When you think about your careers, though, like I think there are people that are believing God big for career moves. When do you know when it's right to leap to that next thing? How do you know when it's there? When did you all in your career have an opportunity where you're like, I can stay where I am? Oh, I could take a big leap and risk it all. When has that happened to you? For me, that was, I'll tell you, it was 1996. Hmm. I was in a band playing, backing up the singer Brandy, R&B singer Brandy. Mm -hmm. She had just had this huge run, her first album. We did an eight-month tour. Hmm. She sold four million records. I know I'm in the band playing keyboards, but I'm a songwriter. Hmm. And I want to write songs. I want to write and produce songs for her. And I had conversations with her about it. I had songs that, that uh, I had written for her. She said, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to cut these songs and all this. And so um, the second album came, and so I was ready to go. I was like, okay, we're going to produce you now. And it didn't happen. Mm. So we're preparing for this next tour to support this album that I am not a part of. In rehearsal, I said, I can't do this. I felt so, it was strong, it was so strong, I quit in rehearsal. Do you have another job? I didn't have another job. I didn't have anything else. And this is a pretty big deal because she's one of the yeah. biggest artists at yeah. that time. She's huge. What drove you to walk out of the rehearsal? The fact that I did not have one song as a songwriter on this album. Yeah. I'm going out to support this artist and play on her tour and I'm not, invested I have nothing invested I have no song on the record you know and so I, I told them the MD at the time I said man I can't do this I gotta quit Wow he said what you, what do you mean because if you know Brandy she's very close to me she was in my wedding you mm -hmm. know what I mean? and so that, that after that you know and so I, I left and I just you know I just said I gotta write nobody's gonna take me seriously Wow as a songwriter and a producer if I stay in this band it's gonna look wow. at me at the guy in her band Mm -hmm. And so not even an hour later, she came charging up the driveway of my parents' house. They live in the, in the hill, so they, I just seen this car coming up, and it was her. She jumped out, what's going on? I heard you quit. And, you know, I was like, I said to her, it was funny how I said it, because I hadn't written a song for anybody of note. I had had any songs published at all. But I looked at Brandy and said, Brandy, I'm a songwriter now. Wow. I am. Not I'm going to be. I'm a songwriter now. And so... I'm, on, I'm going to go out and tour, and I don't have one song on the record. So the next album she did was Full Moon, 
And that album, I, I one did. of the greatest albums of all time. Yeah, great album. And he is. Which I had a song called "He Is" song. Uh, on that album. No way. Yeah, and then uh, from there I went on and uh, I just checked it. I, I have a playlist that we just put together for Spotify, and it's uh, Warren Campbell's inspirational songs, Warren Campbell's R&B songs, Warren Campbell hip hop songs. All together, it's you heathen, you nasty <laughs> heathen. <laughs> I was in the spirit until you said that. <laughs> Hippity hop music. <laughs> man, that's fascinating. Yeah. But it was over almost 400 songs, man. Warren, yeah. you declared that you were a songwriter in the driveway of your parents' house. Right there. And went and did it. And went With and did no it. publishing deal and no song. After that, written. I got the publishing deal. The publishing deal was done. So help me understand, how do you get a publishing deal and you don't have any songs of note? Because the song that I wrote for Brandy at the time uh -huh. was so good, right? Let me tell you what she did. It's not that I was just not on the album. She actually recorded the songs. That but, you but did? Her, that I, that I, wrote, I wrote a song for her on the road, went, took it to a publisher, yeah. and he said, I love this song. What are you going to do with it? I said, I'm going to get Brandy to do it. He looked at me and said, yeah, right. Because she's so huge. She's like, how are you going to do that? She's not going to do it, yeah. She came to my mother's house in the garage and recorded the song. I took the song back to him with her voice on it, and he gave me the deal. Wow. But the song never made it to her album. But Still that's how you got the, but God used that to get you the to deal. To the deal, yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. So what do you think, what's the lesson for someone who's stuck, and they're about to go on tour, another year at a job, another year in a relationship, yeah. another year on, but they're about to sign up, for another year in their mind and their soul and their spirit and say, I'm just stuck here because what I was waiting to be handed to me wasn't given to me. Yeah. So what do I do? What, what advice do you give them? At the end of the day, you know, it's, it sounds really simple, but believing in yourself. Mm -hmm. That's such a big deal. Betting on yourself. Yeah. Investing in yourself. Yeah. Those three things. If you believe that what God gave you is bigger than where you are, then you're going to have to take a step out of the comfort zone, out yeah. of where the normal, out of out of the thing that's that's probably paying your bills, but you know yeah. your time is up there. And so a lot of us, what we do is we ignore the expiration dates in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. Some things we can't get to the next thing because we're still in an expired relationship. We're still mm, on an expired job. That's so good. Career. And the expired the expiration date is up. Yeah. I, we're I, still trying to smell the milk and see if it's, we got anything <laughs> left. You know. Don't taste that can milk. Can I jump it's in done. a little bit? Jump in. Um, when you stay in a place that you know has expired, it's fear and doubt that nothing else will be there. Yeah. That what if I don't make any mo yeah. more money? Which implies you're not fully trusting God. You're trusting the job, yeah. the career, the relationship. Yeah. What if no one else loves me again? Yeah. This is not ideal. It's not that bad. So you start making concessions yeah. for yourself, your life, your destiny yeah. because of your fear, not because of what God yeah. said. Yeah. That's and so it good. cripples and handicaps That's you so from good. really moving forward. You know, another thing that you said, both of you said, and you both have done it, and I've seen you model it, because when you give advice like this, it scares me that the wrong people will do it and they really don't have, they really ain't good. Yeah. <laughs> and you really, but the way you said it, you said, bet on yourself, invest in invest yourself. yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Lazy people ain't gonna do that. They're no. not gonna do it. They want because somebody they else know, to do everything. They, they betting on somebody else making a way for them. Exactly. But if you willing to believe in yourself enough to take the risk, nine times out of 10, mm -hmm. you got the tenacity, the grit, Mm -hmm. and the gifts to actually make it happen. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Betting on yourself, believing in yourself, and you knowing I'm a songwriter. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like you yeah. believed in the gift 
of it. And I've seen you both, you both bet on yourself. With mm -hmm. your careers, there's no way. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a trusting in God, but sometimes I think we trust in God and we use it as a as an opportunity to be lazy <laughs> and not lazy. to a, so it's like I'm just waiting on Jesus and if Jesus don't come I'm just going to sit right here no Jesus is waiting on you let me tell you something there are God. people that move forward and it's not their gift and calling exactly spend a lot of money i know parents who've moved to california spend a lot of money oh. on a child that is just not that gifted like in california and los angeles i mean y'all see it all everybody wants to do Everybody wants to record mm. an album. Everybody wants mm. to write. Everybody want, thinks they the next Baby Dub. Mm -hmm. uh, they think that they the next Erica Campbell. They done went and bought your hair. <laughs> they went and got got some eyelashes. <laughs> and they somewhere now deceived, deceived. listening to your album, singing help. <laughs> and yeah. somebody needs to tell the them. Journey. They don't know the journey. They don't know the journey, and they're building it off of someone else's identity. Absolutely. And they've got a they've got a skewed view. See, they want fame and success. They don't want ministry and calling. You, you know, it's a big yeah. difference. Sometimes the other comes with it. A lot of times it doesn't. Yeah. There, there are better producers. There's a producer somewhere in Ohio in his in his basement that's, that could kill your track. Yeah, all day. That kill your track. We'll never have fame or success. Got to be content with work. So it's, yeah, they're, it gets they're all everywhere. tainted. You know what I mean? That's hard. Yeah, no, that's it's hard. good. It's challenging. Erica, what about you? Um, that professional leap, when you believe big for God. It would be my solo album. Yeah. It would be that whole movement um, and how God kind of shook my foundation in order for me to get there. So what a lot of people don't know is I didn't grow up singing in a group. I wasn't always singing with Tina. That happened kind of coincidentally, like 18. She was 16. I was 18. Um, we met Warren shortly thereafter and became a group. Mm. But for the for most of my life, I was the solo singer. I was trying to find producers. I wanted to be signed. So I wanted to be an artist. Oh, yes, wow. my whole life. And um, a lot of it was, Tina, we can do this. And she's so talented. We did it. Yeah. Um, God's grace, his talent, his, you know, his gifts, his, you know, put that together. And it, we made magic for 20 years. Um, but when it was time for me to go solo, um, I was on a plane. Again, what is it with me and planes? Lord and God, planes. he likes to talk hey, to me on planes. He likes to talk to me when you're close to when him. When you're close to him. Yeah. Yeah. I was on a plane. Hey. And he reminded me of my original dream of what I wanted to do. Mm. And it wasn't always with Tina. And he simply said, I didn't forget. And so even though when I first started, even Warren was like, I don't know what you sound like as a solo artist. I don't know wow. what that music. I don't know what to do with you. I don't know what to do. Literally. Wow. Not lay in the bed with this man. Wow. Then won Grammys with this man. And wow. when it came to me by myself, he wasn't convinced. I don't, I don't know what that voice would sound like consistently on a, you know, across 10, 12 songs. Whole album. Because some people, let's be honest, we don't want to hear on 10 songs. Plenty yeah. of people told me that. A lot of people. But they you don't have that. that kind of voice, though. No, but I was like, people what you doing like, by yourself? Like, the first comment that, that struck me, and I probably still need the Lord to... to Deliver me from I it was, I, the song was I Need a Little More Jesus. The comment was, you need a little more Tina, honey. What you doing? You're the pretty one. She's the singer. What are you doing? And I would go to do interviews and they'd be like, this is cute. Where's Tina? When is Mary Mary? I still get that. So much wow. so, till I tell people, listen, we're going to do another record. But it's okay. I know that um, God has done so much for me, to me, and through me in this season of being wow. a solo artist. From a faith perspective, from trusting him, trusting me, trusting my voice, just learning so, so much about who I am that I believe was a total God thing. So a lot of the sex success, I'm always a little like, wow, like you really gave me exceedingly abundant. But before you got there, you really had to, I mean, you really had to fight for you. Yeah. A lot. And how did yeah. you find the tenacity and the grit to fight for you? I believe even what he when, said. Even when this dude mm -hmm. 
who knows you better than most couldn't couldn't didn't know what to do with you. I believed mm. what God said. I believed the dreams that I had a little girl. Mm. I know that I dreamed of being on stage and singing before thousands. I know wow. that. And it came over and over and all the time. And when it would be with Tina, I was like, yeah, Jesus, this is what you promised. And yeah. then as I stepped out on my own, he was like, no, this is what I promised. Not that that didn't have purpose because it did. Obviously. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. clearly. Um, but this was something else for what, me. What internal, like what happened within you to actually take the jump and draw a line in the sand and say, I will be Erica Campbell. I will be the artist. Like, like insecurity, fear, like what did you do with that? What did you, you, how did you process that? How did I process that? The word of God, like my yeah. favorite scripture, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. But like, did you like, do you remember talking to Tina, like talking to people? I really and didn't talk the, to Tina a lot. Yeah. Because of the place that she was in. Yeah. And I didn't. I was like, what is she going to do? Like, I'm a chronic people pleaser. I'm a chronic. Yeah. What? How are we okay? How are yeah. we doing? Yes. You know, so. Reading the room. What are we? What are we? How yeah. are we? Are we all fine? Yeah. You know. I guess what I'm digging for is for the person that's still having the internal conversation mm -hmm. about taking a big leap. Mm -hmm. um, recognizing that externally people probably won't understand it. They won't even know what to do with it. Mm -hmm. How do you have the conversation with yourself? in order to keep going, rehearsing the word of God. But it, but because I think that's what's significant about your story. You had you had a conversation with yourself yeah. and the little girl yeah. that was promised some things from God yeah. and you just begin to fight for her. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I feel like how we talk to ourselves in faith and in the spirit is a really big deal. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 I talk yeah. to myself a lot. Yeah. This is what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. It's okay. They just don't know yet. I would do that even in the studio, mm. like when um, I was singing, the note would be bad. Mm. And he would ask, you know, why did I do that? And sometimes I would go, well, I did it because. And I would like, let's just do it again. Mm. Because I know the good is inside. Yeah. So no matter if I, if I messed up, because I've messed up on stage, I've, you know, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. I know the good is inside. Yeah. And maybe this moment was bad, but the next one will be great. Yeah. And so I just talk myself That's off good. the ledge and, you know, move myself forward in my yeah. own faith of what yeah. I know God said. Yeah. My ability to sing, to stand on stage. And for some reason, when I first came out as a solo artist, like they were not fooling with Erica Campbell. Like I had hosted the Stellar Awards three times. They One, weren't giving you the love. Oh no. They said you got a minute and 34 seconds and you're gonna sing in a segment with four other female artists. I was like, I can't even sing the whole song? No. And Warren said, you're either gonna do it or you're not. So I talked to some of my other gospel artist friends and everybody's upset. That is not fair. You have won uh, at what least I, what 30 I tell you? awards. He said, go and sing like it's your last time. Take that, mm. that, that minute and 15. 34 seconds. And make it, it to where they can't even remember what happened before or after that. I wow. had a choreographer, I had lighting, I had... You I, did it all. I, it, you would have thought that I was preparing for an hour performance. Wow. A minute and 34 wow. seconds. Wow. She maximized it. And just to bring context to what she's talking about, her first solo album outsold the last Mary Mary album. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. So yeah. when, so you take the leap, mm -hmm. and there's something that happens when you jump you when you get that first gush of wind that carries you mm -hmm. when you catch flight you know what mm -hmm. i mean do you remember when was the first time mm -hmm. you caught flight was when you were heard the song back in the studio it was when you hit a certain sales mark like when did you catch flight and you was like <sighs> i'm gone it was uh 13 weeks in number one wow and the album was 13 weeks in number one wow like the first week i'm going oh this is good two weeks three four five i'm going oh I'm yeah. wow. really, you meant it 
Wow. I heard you right. Because what happens? Do, does it come out every Monday, Tuesday, and are you checking? Every, Is every, Misty calling you saying, girl, what, like, how does it work? Well, you know, the, the, the distributor at the time uh, would call me and say, hey, it looks like we're gonna be number one again. Wow. We'll know for sure on Tuesday. And they'll call and I'll let her know, you know. That's uh, exciting. Yeah, it was amazing. It was an amazing time. And just so you know, I was unsure what to do with her until we did the first song. Which was A Little, a little More, More Jesus. Jesus. So that was and that was Which such was a, nothing like anything it was I'd ever such done. Such a unique yeah. grabbing. What was the thinking behind I need well, a little bit more Jesus? She was in the closet. Our bathroom's here in the closet is in another in another part of the room. I heard her in the closet singing, I need this a little more Jesus. And she just kept saying it over and over again. And I'm like, what is that? You, she said, what is that? She said, I don't know, that's just what I Where need Where did that right come from? Was he getting on your nerves or something? You was like, I need it a little was, more Jesus? Or? It was a troublesome season of Mary Mary. Mm -hmm. Tina saying she didn't want to do it anymore. Losing my manager. My dad having cancer. Knowing that I have to start something that I'd never done before knowing I had mentioned it to him, and he was like, eh, I don't know. So there was so much up in the air for me. Wow. While still trying to be a wife and a wow. mother. She was and folding just, clothes. I was folding clothes. And we had just, had we started the church yet? No. But we had the Bible study. So it was yeah. still like, who, so this who am phrase, I going to be this in the This chorus came from a real place. Oh, yeah. Wow. So she, you know, it was, I think she was kind of being, she just felt empty. So she was saying, I need a little more Jesus. Yeah. So I asked her, I said, what is that? She said, that's just what I need right now. She kept singing it. Oh, that's then, so good. And then we started singing it together. Mm -hmm. I need, and we were just playing, and then mm -hmm. it became fun. Yeah. And we would do it, it was like three or four days we were singing it, just mm -hmm. whatever. It was just singing that part. I need a little more Jesus. I need a little mm -hmm. more. And I said, let's record that. She was like, that, really? I said, yeah. That's amazing. Then Tina comes to the studio. And she helps us finish writing it. She mm -hmm. sings backgrounds on it and everything. And, and you know, that's our team. That's our core. We have yeah. success together. separately. But with me, her, and Tina together, there is no chemistry. I've worked with every artist on this planet. There is no chemistry that I have ever had like that chemistry. That's amazing. To know yeah. what that song has done mm -hmm. yeah. and how God used that to catapult your career. Yeah. And to yeah. know that that's how... Yeah. God gave it to y'all. Yeah. Like you two and then <laughs> Tina yeah. to boot, like to put that. That's amazing. Yeah. And Tina came out and you could tell she she was struggling because she had just was going through things with her marriage. Mm -hmm. And she was, I mean, crying in the session. Yeah. She didn't wow. want to be there, but she just drug herself to the session. She was yeah. low and when, wrote that verse. She wrote problems at work and problems at home. Won't everybody just <laughs> leave me alone? I'm trying to fix you, but I, I, I can't. I'm trying to fix you, but I can't fix me. I gotta find help, so I'm on, on my, my knees. knees. I got an ache right here, a pain right there. Not enough power, need yeah, way more prayer. prayer. Seem like it's so hard to pray. Guess that's why I lost, lost my way. way. I, I need, need just a little more Jesus. Come on, she Tina. Wrote it, she wrote it in five minutes. Come on minutes. through. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, side note, you know that you're responsible for about six strokes and seven heart attacks from old ladies on choir anniversary Sundays trying to do that verse. <laughs> yeah. You I'm can't impressed. breathe. They can't breathe. <laughs> a little more you. Somebody get Sister Harris. She can dance. Trying to sing Erica Campbell's song, yes. Jesus. I've seen it. I've seen oh, it. Thank God for YouTube and Facebook. Hey, they I'm have. telling you. You, you got to have some breath. Fuck. Breath. Pull that yeah. thing out. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. All right, la last one. I want to talk about y'all's marriage. Has there been a time when you had to grab each other's hands mm. and take a jump together, not knowing how it's going to land, but knowing we got to believe God because we can't stay where we are? Well, 
I, 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 I'll say, um, for me, it was when we, because our first child, uh, she wasn't planned. Hmm. And we decided we wanted to have another child. Um, and so we started doing what we do to try to have a child. Not about Shata. Thank you, Jesus. First of all, y'all show, we're going to have to almost make it R-rated. <laughs> no. As much as you talk about booty uh, and sex. I and told him. You like it. You egging on. You be smiling, squirting on the other yeah. side. Not squirting. That's not the right <laughs> word. Say it. That's not the right word. That ain't Pause. That ain't the right word, Saint. That ain't the right word. That ain't the right word. I guess. I get anyway, you. now my podcast is rated up. Yeah, this is it thanks, sucks. thanks, Campbell. It's not us. Thanks, Campbell. The first X-rated <laughs> church podcast. Right, 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 church, right, church. right, right. No, um, but wanted the son, wanted another child, and I wanted a boy. Trying, trying, and intentional. Nothing. We actually actually lost one. Yeah. Hmm. And so there was something that happened where, it, and it was God ordained. I was asked to come to Houston to be a part of something called, um, it was a youth conference at Dr. Ivy Hilliard's yeah. church. Yeah. And um, and so it was a three-day thing. I was going to be there three days to talk to the kids. They call it what they call the pregame show before the actual thing mm. started. I would come out, me and this guy, this radio host, radio host, and we would talk and get the kids pumped up. Mm. My wife wasn't there. I was staying at, in Houston at their home. And she decided, you know what, I'm going to come down the second day. So she came down, actually the third day, she came down. I brought her out on stage with me. But that morning, um, we were having breakfast, and Dr. Hilliard says, you should let my wife, Bridget, pray for you guys. Because I, I mentioned the day, the day before that we're trying to have a you know, kid. And so he says, um, my wife has an unusual anointing on her life regarding fertility. Mm -hmm. Wow. He said she prays for these, I'm talking about, talking about uh, people who could not have children. I'm talking about, you know, they've been trying to- the shots and done all that. Did everything. Wow. And she prays for them and they can't stop having kids. Wow. So, I, you know, I'm very, I trust God, trust me. But when it comes to things like that, I'm one of those guys that be like, yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bless his heart. I'm a little skeptical. Don't come. <laughs> the Lord told me to tell you. Well, because you. it's a lot of stuff out there. So exactly. it's a lot of stuff out there. But so I had to take that leap and accept. Mm-hmm. So I, I just said, okay, cool. But I didn't, you know, I didn't yeah. say, yeah, we're going to pray later on. I, yeah. I didn't, I just yeah. kind of shook mm-hmm. it off. So that next day, um, Dr. Bridget, we were at the church. Dr. Bridget calls me and her in her office and with her daughter, Arisha, who's now the pastor of the church. And she said, I, I'm, I'm going to pray for you guys. Wow. I think maybe four months later or something like that, four mm-hmm. or five, we were pregnant with my son. Yeah. Wow. And That's amazing. He was born, and like a year and a half later. Zay was born. We had so another one. The anointing. You, can, can you lift, can you Listen, lift the can anointing? Can you lift the anointing? No, I saw her. <laughs> I was in Dallas. I went to Bishop Jake's house for something, and I was walking in his house. I'm walking, they were having a dinner. We went there for something. I walked to Bishop Jake's house, and she was walking out. Uh-huh. I said, Dr. Hill. Dr. B, can you, listen, you need to undo that prayer. You <laughs> right, right, right. She said, right, nah, right. nah, I don't, listen, I just pray I, for it. I don't her. take them back. Listen, listen. I don't do that because that's divination. I don't, I don't. <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, that's good. Erica, would you, yeah. same story? I would, would agree, you, yeah, yeah. I would agree 100%. Um, 
because we didn't, you know, we're so faith-filled and we're such big personalities when something something doesn't happen. Yeah. I think we just kind of are very quiet, yeah. you know, um, and reflective, like, what's going on? Is it, yeah. is it us? Is it, you yeah. know, is it me? Is it him? You know, what is it? What is it? Um, but we try our best not to get to a place of fear. Hmm. We try not to get to a place where we just give up. Oh, well, this is not going to work. Yeah. If we believe something, we believe for it. Yeah. Um, even if sometimes your faith gets a little low, yeah. you have to stay in faith. You have to remind yourself of why. Sometimes we, you know, we use the scriptures, well, you know, I believe God in them, but if he doesn't, Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which well, I don't know what that safety blanket is. We, yeah, yeah, that little bubble of doubt that yeah. you got. Yeah, you know what I mean? Doubt pillow to fall yeah. on. Sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't, but so he, gotta, he yeah. promised it. So yeah. why would you promise me something? Like it's, it's the same as me promising my kids ice cream all the time and never giving it to them. Yeah. If you told me, if, you, if we said we want to be fruitful and multiply, why would you not honor that? That's what, good. What is it, you know? And so we just go full faith mode, even when, mm. you know, like I said before, when it doesn't look like it, see, like nothing is mirroring what we mm. want. We have to stay in faith. I think I feel a Bridget Hilliard anointing on me. I think there's more to come. <laughs> God uh, is not, listen. That's yes, free. Listen that back. <laughs> I, receive, I receive more in the way of other things, but children. Right, right. Children, we'll send that children. back. Right. We'll send that back. There's, a, there's a, a thing that we do at our church. We uh, have question of the day every Sunday where we give a question of the day. And I want to end every episode with just like a blast of questions quick answers. Okay. Um, some are, you know, interesting and some are, are deep, um, but just rapid fire answer questions. All right. We'll go back and forth with both of you guys. If you could join any musical ensemble in history, which would it be? Mm. The Hawkins. Really? Mm. The Hawkins? That's good. It would be the Winans. The Winans. <laughs> Look at y'all. It would have been the same era and y'all would have been on tour together. Yes, absolutely. Nice. We still would have met yeah. each other. Nice. What is something that everyone else loves that you think is overrated? <laughs> something that everyone else loves but I think is overrated? Oh, man, you're trying to get me in trouble. No, 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 come on. Why are you looking like that? Why, do y'all have the same answer? Like, y'all's faces no, no, right now some, some, are a trip. For music. Music and... Okay, uh, I'm just going to say it. Say it, come on. Everybody is, goes crazy over this lady, Adele. Adele. I'm sorry. You I think, think she's, she's overrated. Good. I think, but to, to, I'm not going to stand at the concert and, and cry. But there are people who oh lose it. I'm like, oh, I don't Like when you've loved you. a Whitney. Yeah. When you've loved an Aretha, yeah. a Gladys, a Patty. So you co -signing. And it's not a black thing. You co-signing so on this. I would say, I'm not taking yeah. that away from her because she is good. She's, She's good. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. Great songwriting, great production. But it's like, whoa, this is a bit much. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm one of those no, guys, no. I'm one of those guys that I get is caught in debate. What do you mean? She's yeah, done, yeah. I'm like. And people start talking about sales. Well, no slight to, oh God. Come no on slight now. to listeners and, and ears. People like anything. They like yeah. William Hung. Yeah. She bangs. She ba I mean, so how can you gauge? Sold. I sold a lot yeah. of records. So did William Hung. What does yeah. that say? Yeah. There's some extremely talented, quality voices who don't sell the big numbers. And yeah. I, I just, I'm, my ears just don't, it can't. Just can't handle it. My kids either. Like, I remember somebody yeah, being on TV. Crystal was maybe four. She walked to the TV and she was like, mm. And just walked off. They know. They know. I love it. We're ear snobs. Sorry, Adele. Hey, y'all. Hey, according to them Grammys and all that stuff back there, y'all can be ear snobs. Y'all can be ear snobs. As for me, 
Adele, I love you, boo. Come do my show. <laughs> These bougie Campbell. Like, Her music's great. No, she's great. No, I'm just messing with y'all. No, she's great. What are uh, what other profession did you consider pursuing other than the music careers that you guys have now? Football. Hair. Really? Yeah, I did hair. Well, you can fulfill your dream, uh, I'm brother. Done. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm done. I, if, uh, if you weren't done, them pants, they, they would put you out of the locker room. You can play with LeBron. Nowadays. And LeBron, LeBron, you can basketball, you can do that. Listen. You can get with no, it. No. I, I was a football guy. Really? Yeah. So, yeah, but. Did you play in high school? You played in high school? I played in high school, yeah. Nice. And you see that smile? You see that arrogance? Right, right, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Oh, yeah. I was a man. I was a man. <laughs> I got it. All right. What is something you are bummed that you're still bad at? Like, you, you hate it that you're still bad at it. Cannot play the piano. Mm. In his mind, he thinks, "Oh, just sit down and play." Yeah. I try to play. I, I can't. Yeah, I hate people like him. He's always like, "Oh no, it's just this." Well, what gets on my nerves about this guy is he's already got three talents. Three talents. Then the Negro want to start preaching. It's like, yo, let us have some. You see what I'm saying? I can't go and produce Kanye. If you want to come up in here and preach, you're greedy, brother. You're greedy. Uh, now that, no. that that leads to my what I'm still bad at okay. is when it comes to preaching. You know, how some preachers can can uh, you know in our in our in our uh, tradition. That hooping? Oh yeah. I want to be able to do that so bad. But Warren, you you have a great voice. You can right. I can he sing, but hooping is a whole other thing. It, it, oh, it completely is. It's a whole other skill. But you got the tools to get there. See, I'm, I'm still hoop, bad at it. But I can't find m- melodic motion, a <laughs> melodic tone. I go straight. I that's go straight to funny. screaming. You see, see what I'm saying? That's what I do. So you even the organ. Oh, do you notice? Know I don't know if you notice. Know I'm preaching at Bishop Almas Church, Psalm 23. I'm oh. nervous. I'm scared. This is a big platform. I'm at Bishop Obama's church. I'm preaching. The spirit gets high, and all of a sudden, because you know my church is mostly white, <laughs> we don't have no Hammond B3. We <laughs> got one now. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. But we ain't had one then. All of a sudden, the chord just. <laughs> I look over. Baby Dub is on the organ. <laughs> oh Jesus! I'm scared. I hit the jet. Put by your head, Sam. <laughs> Just lift your hands. I gotta go to worship. I can't handle it. Oh my God. True story. That I look over and you're on the That was the first time I met That's you. That's the first time we saw you. I said, man, this dude from Oregon. I got scared. <laughs> my my multi ethnic tendencies kicked out. No. Like, oh. And because of that message, I'm out. That when message. I preach Psalm 23, Ooh. I still go into the isness. Oh, yes. yes I still yes, do it to the this isness. day. No, oh, that's that so was good. amazing. All right. Um, what's something you used to say that you don't say anymore? Ooh. Mm. It's a lot of things. Yeah. Mm. I'm never, ever, 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 ever going to allow myself to believe anything that I can't do that it'll come out of my mouth and say, I can't do whatever mm. it is. Yeah. I don't That's say good. what I can't do. Yeah. That's good. That's to good. the point that we tell our kids, we don't say can't. That's good. So I have, a, really I have a, uh, a clothing line that we're launching called Ernest Paul. Mm. Ernest Paul is Ernest Paul Campbell, my grandfather. And my grandfather was set to be the first African-American on-air personality at NBC Radio. No way. Back in the, you know, 30s or whatever it was. So he, he gets there and he's doing this. He gets, the first day, he had a remarkable day. He comes back the next day and there was a white man there who was another on-air personality who found out where his mother lived and where he lived and told him if he comes back there, he's going to kill his mother. He's going to kill this person, that person, you know. So my grandfather quit. And so because of that, he instilled in my father and in me, because I lived in the home with my parent, with my dad and my grandfather. 
every day. Don't you ever let nobody tell you wow. what you can't do. Don't you ever let, and it was stemmed from that. That's amazing. And so that's what the Ernest Paul uh, thing is about, you know, and the, there's a lamb that is like the lamb's head, which is the, you know, the Go ahead on, Reverend. Yeah. You got lamb's head and she got lamb's hair. <laughs> Work that Campbell plan. That's what I'm talking about. Wow. Um, what is something you pray about a lot that you don't talk about often? Mm. My marriage, my kids, my family. Mm. So all this house. That's good. What That's good. what this legacy is, what yeah. they what they take with them out in the world. Good. Us, you know, being joined at the heart. It's all everything. Those prayers that are near and dear are all. That's from good. This house. That's so good. I pray that same prayer, but often uh, joined with that is I'm always on my knees for revelation. Mm. Always. It, it is not a day that goes by that I don't call out to God for more revelation. Mm, that's good. Yeah. When was the last time you had to say I'm sorry? Probably mm. this morning. I, you know, <laughs> I said, I'm sorry, baby. I, know I shouldn't have said that. Sorry. Wow. I probably said uh, every day I say no, something. No, you didn't say it this morning. I didn't. No. Well, Maybe you were supposed uh, to though. That's why I, she was like, I yeah. said it uh, today. No, before I left when we were at uh, Dupar's, you were talking to me. And sharing oh, some things with yeah, me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And wow. I had to apologize. You did. Yes. And you and you furthered your apology when you came home. I thought, by come on now. Wow. Oh my God. <laughs> what, what is Reverend? No, what is this? It's G-rated. Hallelujah. Now we got to put holy. a blur over your head. No, this, this is what the old bishops used <laughs> to do. They said, "Hey, <laughs> hey, my mind. Hey. Thank you. I don't know what's no, happening. That's good. <laughs> what is something that is often misunderstood about you? Often misunderstood about me. Mm-hmm. I, I still think people think I'm a lot nicer than I really am. Really? Are you saying you're mean? No, I'm not mean. You're just not as nice as people think you are. Yeah, I just, you know, I just keep those thoughts regulated. Like, this is a whole thing happening up here that I have to regulate. You can't say that. That's mean. Or, mm. You know? My, I grew up in a very sarcastic house. Right. She is My, very sarcastic. That, yeah, yeah. It's bad. But people, you don't think people see that about you? No. I think they do. No, they don't. Is that because people see you in comparison to your sister? Maybe, but I'm, you know. She's much more sarcastic very, than Tina is. I'm very good at the camouflage. It's bad, but every now and again, I you, let it down. You like it, it though. Up. You can tell you like it. You just It's a gift. It's a tool. <laughs> it is a tool. You I don't have it. to say everything. I love it. What about you, Warren? Mine is much more shallow. Uh, I have a, <laughs> not, I have a demeanor uh, that I think you know, if I'm not smiling, people think I'm, I'm just to, mean, I'm about to kill somebody, yeah. you know. So I got this thing where all my boys are like, you know, man, I want to punch you in the face. Or I'm like, y'all have never seen me do anything like that. Well, that's that death row anointing that's still <laughs> on you. you pick we that rebuke up. it, release it. You pick it. that up in the studio just to I don't know. scowl. Coming up with gangster lyrics and stuff. <laughs> Maybe, I but it's been like that my whole life. I can get that though. You got a hard look to you. That's yeah. what, that's, and I'm, I'm but it's either that or a big smile. Yeah. It's one or the other. It's like well, a big warm Because now that I know smile. you, you like, I mean, the coolest dude ever. People would, <laughs> I think people would be shocked at how generous, how accessible, how nice you are. Yeah. Oh, wow. But when you in your joint, when you in your vibe, you look hard. That's bro. crazy to me. Yeah. Because like my that. father had the same thing and he... My father, when we were little kids, it's, well, I was maybe 10 years old, somebody from the church called the house and apologized to him 
and said, I'm sorry for what I did to you. I don't know what it was. <laughs> He's looking at the phone going, what? what are you talking about? Because he walked past him. Like, there was a look on his face. He was like, I don't Brother's know. Brother's focused. But I get that look from my dad and my grandfather. Yeah. They just had this. No, I get that. You know, if I'm not smiling, you know. I get that. What's an area in your leadership that you're still growing in? You guys lead a company. You lead businesses. Yeah. Mm. What's, what's an area y'all are still growing in? I think follow through for both of us. Uh-huh. Follow through, discipline, consistency. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Consistency. Oh, yeah. I think, you know, as it relates to music, I mean, for me, and I know that I work a lot, I want to be much more diligent in, in, in songwriting. I'd love to write a song a day. I'd love, you know, oh, just wow. to be more, more disciplined. Have, like you ever, have, have you ever taken the Enneagram before? Mm-mm. You need to check, y'all need to check out the Enneagram. Enneagram? It's, it's kind of like a personality test, but they give you numbers. So it's one through nine. And the number then tells you about yourself. It was it's an ancient you tell me instrument used for discipleship early on, way back in the in the in the early days of of civilization. And now it's kind of made its way around, but it's extremely accurate. So a mm. three is like a perfectionist; they have a drive. But then it tells you all the profiles of a three, and probably their childhood of a three, and how threes show up in relationships and wow. dynamics. So all that stuff. It is. Fascinating. I mean, it sounds like human development. I yeah, think some yeah. human development yeah. courses. And they have so y'all should take it and then see how, how y'all's numbers relate because they'll say yeah. an eight and a three go good together. You know, it's, it's a whole oh, thing. Wow. But as I hear you talk, I can hear that drive. Because I'm not a perfectionist, drive. though. No, but it's a, it's, you have a drive that other people, like you just said, you said, I know I work a lot because you hear all the time. I you know. work a lot because or you got to drive. How do you do how But do it doesn't feel like that to you. It just no. feels like Tuesday. It just feels like that's what I do yeah. because of the drive. That's what I'm talking about. But it helps you understand that and it helps people who work with you understand you because you stand out to most people because they don't get it. They just think this girl going to hurt herself. Yeah. She working. Right. And for you, this is natural. Right. Like I'm trying to figure out how I can write one song a day. And other <laughs> folks is like, what? So right. that's what I mean. It's understanding and really helping other people understand your dynamic. But I get Enneagram. that. Yeah. Enneagram. Yeah. Enneagram. Yeah. 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 And, and see, I'm the quiet perfectionist. Yeah. I'm not an overt perfectionist, yeah. but I'm like, but inside, like I know, I always know. The expectation is high. It's really, really high. Yeah. And like I don't get many compliments from Yeah, them. yeah. So it'll from be interesting to see how y'all's dynamic compliments and works against each other. Yeah. Me and my wife, when we took it, we spent half the week saying, oh, so now I see why you, now I see why. Uh, it's it's kind of like that revelation, mm-hmm. kind of like that. So what area do you need to grow in, uh, Warren? Appre- appreciation. You know, learning to uh, appreciate the people that work mm, around me and for that's me. That's good. Um, you know, and just just showing that gratitude more often because I don't celebrate. So when I have a victory, and this is just my upbringing in music, in the music business, my, my publisher, who was like my, one of my greatest mentors, his name was Big John Platt. John didn't allow me to celebrate when I had a hit record. Cause he says, nobody cares about that, man. What are you doing? What are you celebrating for? Mm. Nobody cares about that. All they care about is, can you do it again? Mm. Right. So do it again. Do it 20 times. Maybe we'll have a little celebration. But don't, don't celebrate. Wow. I don't want to hear about that record no more. Wow. So when I carried that into this, you know, what we do is like, you know, Mary Mary just kept going, kept more hits, more hits. Because it wasn't about all. They won their first Grammy, and it really wasn't a big I mean, it was big. My friends threw a party for us, but we were like, oh, okay, cool. Let's, let's, let's get the next, we gotta go. We gotta go to the next, wow. we gotta get to the next one. Get to the next one, because, I mean, that's what builds the legacy. Not that one time mm-hmm. you won that Grammy that one time. But out of that, though, you're learning 
yeah. I need to stop and appreciate and, and celebrate. And appreciate and celebrate those and things. And that's okay. Yes. And that yeah. doesn't take away from my tenacity yeah. and my drive to keep doing it. And, yeah. I'm, and I'm older now, so I know how to where to place it. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, when I was in my 20s, you know, you would over-celebrate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You celebrate so much, you forget. Turn up. I'm taking off a year. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that's well, good. I, just, I'm, I done made it. No, that's so, good. But now I understand to, you know, I try to appreciate and be understanding, you know, uh, when, when other people that are around you that work just as yeah. hard as you do, like Misty works just as hard as, yeah. as we do, probably harder because she, <laughs> she has to juggle both, <laughs> both of our, our lives and yeah. work. And it's stuff, a lot. Right? Well, and then what I've discovered is, all right, so I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna get y'all to take the enneagram, and then we are gonna have a, a follow up yeah. to see uh -oh. what y'all's numbers are. Because I, I think you're a three and an eight. I think you are eight. And what's eight? And a seven. It's a um, someone that that's that's big on control. Mm. That's uh, authoritative. Yeah, right. uh, it just has clear black and li black and white lines, Oof. and you don't cross an eight. <laughs> if you ever cross an eight, there's, there's, it's hard to recover because yeah. you're about loyalty. And um, yeah, anyway, so it's yeah. it, it's interesting. But anyway, um, what I um, what I learned is that my the weight of my words as an eight are way heavier than I could ever imagine. So when they when my thank yous land on people, yeah. mm -hmm. it's inspiring. But when my criticisms land on people, it's 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 life taking. Like it's yeah, yeah, like yeah. the words are heavy. You know what I mean? Because I could say it. Now let's let's go hang out. Let's go let's go kick it. And they're like, "You just crushed my my world because wow. I look at your words so heavy and they mean so much, and you tossed it out." And just so I w I get excited about saying hard things to people uh -huh. because I, it's out of love. And I was like, "Yeah, I'm just so confrontation ain't really hard. I kind of like it yeah, yeah. because I get to put it out." But the weight of those words, yeah. I had no idea. So what you're saying is in this season, giving out weighty thank yous yeah. to the people around you yeah. changes your leadership. And it changes the, the environment and atmosphere that you call Absolutely. people to work in. Absolutely. Yeah. It yeah. does, man. It That's just, fascinating. It just really, I wish now that I was appreciated when I was in those situations. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it would have done. Because you needed a thank you. Yeah, yeah, you needed Yeah. Just to like a pat on the back every once in a while, like, man, that's, that was good. Somebody yeah. to notice. Yeah. You know, it's not Somebody a Somebody that cares, because I mean, it came in the way of accolades and awards and stuff like that, but the people close to you that love you, it, yeah. their thank you means something different. Yeah. yeah. I think I think it was uh, a mentor told me, the church can love the sermon, but the pastor always wants to know, honey, what did you think? <laughs> honey, what did you think? That's all honey, I care about think? at the end of the like day. Like when you get in that car on the way home, so babe, and when they don't say nothing. <laughs> and sometimes they uh, don't say nothing. Bro, I'd be like, so babe, what you think of the message? She's like, oh babe, I'm sorry, it was great. It's like, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Like, it does it, man, it still uh, does it to you. So it means a lot. All right, last question, and then we get out y'all's house. Favorite cuss word? <laughs> that is hilarious. A favorite cuss word? Favorite cuss, cuss word. word? Well, you know, cuss oh. words are different. Okay. Because some cuss words ain't cuss words to you, right? And so I say crap all the time. But when I say it, like my kids go, <gasps> Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't cuss in our house. Well, my mama would have popped me in the mouth if I said yeah. crap. Oh, yeah. I couldn't say dang. I couldn't say up. dang, swear. I swear. You uh, what? We couldn't say lie. No, lie. Tell a story. Tell, Tell a, a story. story. And I say crap all day. Oh. Wow. I remember when I what first met her, I was like, what the crap? I was like, you just want to say something else. But I you know. Can't. That's just the word I said all the time. I used to say, what the piss. 
even worse, even more vulgar. I'm from Mississippi. I was like, what the piss? It was I've so fulfilling. I've never heard though. that one. It was so fulfilling. But everything, hey, everything that's my crap. t-shirt line. Don't nobody take that. That's gonna be my right. t-shirt line. What the piss? But I would say crap for everything. Yeah. Oh, I, I love, oh that crap is dope. <laughs> right. Oh, I love that crap. Oh, this is a bunch of crap. Mm. What the crap? Everything was crap. Yeah. Like that was like Nate, and so my homeboy started calling me filth, farm, filth, flarn, filth. <laughs> so you don't cuss. You just say filth, filth. I was like, what? I didn't know what they was talking about. That's good. Like, well, yo, this interview. This crap was dope. <laughs> this crap was dope. Thank y'all so much, man. You're welcome. Thank, Thank you so, you so much. much.